So last week, I began the message with uh, talking about my middle child, Crosby, and how he wants to be like Don and Larry, our awesome guys that take care of the grounds here at church, right? You remember that Crosby wants to be like Don and Larry. Well, I got to reflecting this week based around kind of the Sunday's topic, and I realized, you know, no one has ever looked at somebody in customer service and thought, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do for the rest of my days. I would love to be in customer service. <laughs> and yet, all of us rely on these kind folk, these generous folk who work in customer service because the service industry is highly needed and valuable. Uh, some of you either are working or have worked in customer service. Anybody willing to say, I have worked in customer service? Yeah. Yeah, I cut my teeth in the mean streets of Fazoli's and V&A Bootery for a short time at Allstate, but I don't think that was customer service. That was telemarketing. It was like three weeks. We got one paycheck. <laughs> customer service positions are those jobs that are so thankless, and yet they exist to serve others. Today we're talking all about service. Last week, if you recall, we were talking about wanting and longing to be like Jesus Christ, that our purpose is that we're created to be like Christ. Well, this week, it's about how we are shaped to serve like Christ. Jesus Christ was the greatest servant to ever live. And that sentence alone is such a paradoxical statement. It's unfathomable. The king of the world is the greatest servant to ever live. We know Jesus Christ is God, and we know God is love, and love at its essence is sacrificial. That's what Christian service is, after all. It is sacrificial love to the glory of God. Let's go to God's word in John and see the very words of Jesus who said, My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Now, my experience with this passage is a bit like a roller coaster, because it starts off with Jesus saying, my command is this. It goes, oh, Jesus is giving us a command. We better pay attention. This is important. The next section, love each other. Yeah, okay, I can do that. I can love. That's easy, right? I love to love. Sure, as I have loved you. Oh, and you start to think of Jesus Christ and the depth and the expression of his love. And you start to go, wait a minute, that's a big ask. And then he goes on, greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Oh, 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 oh. And we start to get a smallest glimpse of the depth of Jesus Christ's servant heart and his love. Christian service, it is our love expressed most fully. It is our love lived out. When we hold nothing back and we pour out everything we have to the glory of God and for the good of others. And so as we do this deep dive into the servant heart of Christ, we realize that the life and the death on the cross are the extreme, supreme examples of his commitment 
to being a servant. And as this passage we just read shows, every act of service of our Lord is an act of love, for that's who he is. And likewise, he calls us to follow him, to love each other as he loves us. So last week, we talked about becoming more like Christ. This week, we see that being servant-minded is at the core of who Jesus is. And so we start to get a glimpse of what he's truly calling us into. Look again at his words now from Matthew 20, 26 through 28. This comes after a couple of his disciples were bickering over who is going to be the greatest, right? And he goes, hey, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. The highest ranking position in the kingdom of God is that of a servant. Inverse of the kingdom of earth, right? Where money and fame and status and TikTok followers reign supreme. Some of you know what that means, and that's, yeah, right? But in the kingdom of God, the highest ranking position is that of one who serves. Jesus' entire life was one of service. Leaving heaven to come to us was a service to us, to save us. Nothing he did was to his own benefit, but to bless and honor his Father and bring about the good of those he came to serve. The broken, the hurting, the lame, the lost, the lonely, you and me. And he showed the depth of his servant heart. That night of the Lord's Supper, when he washes his disciples' feet, every single part of that act reveals how Jesus lived his entire life. He took their filth upon himself. He took up a task to wash feet that at that time they believed was even beneath a servant. They wouldn't even ask the servants to do it because it was such a gross thing to ask. Again, I sold shoes. I've seen feet. I have seen gross feet. Even unclean feet, which you would not expect in a shoe store. I can't even imagine what it was like in the ancient Middle East. But Jesus Christ, he took it upon himself to servant-heartedly take that filth upon him, an act no one else deemed fit for a king. He willingly took that upon himself and made his friends clean. A physical representation of his accomplishment on the cross, taking our filthy sin upon himself as he laid down his life for his friends, for you and for me, in the greatest act of sacrificial love. At the conclusion of that incredible act, Jesus Christ says this to his disciples, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Let's just pause there a minute. Imagine in your life a moment 
of incredible grace, of incredible generosity, of something someone did that is unfathomable to you and just blessed you immensely. And then imagine if that person said, now go and do likewise. You're likely to feel quite compelled to bless others as you, as you have just been blessed, right? Yeah. And Jesus says to them, I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. That's our Lord and Savior. He willingly went and took that filth upon himself so that you may be clean. And every act of the Lord was one of deeply sacrificial love for our good and to God's glory. And he expressly states that he has set this way of life as an example for us to follow, to serve as he serves, to humble ourselves as he was humble, to live not for ourselves, but for the one who gives us life. Just look at the humility and submission of Jesus Christ. As he says in John 6, I've come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of the one who sent me. And then we see expanded upon it, we see Paul's insights into Christ as he exhorts us to be like Christ. Philippians 2, 5 through 11. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Instead, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. Praise God. The highest ranking position. And the kingdom of God is that of a servant because that's the position the king of kings chose and the position he calls us into. I desperately want to be like Jesus. And so that means I need a servant heart. I cannot sit here and hear all of this and look at the love and the humility and the sacrifice of Jesus and feel content just sitting back and not doing anything. I'm compelled when I hear his word to act, to do my part, not to make my name great, but to glorify his name, to care for his creation and to be a vibrant part of his family of faith. To be like Jesus. To be like him. I don't need wealth. I don't need status. I don't need fame. I don't need power. I simply need a heart that knows my Lord. A love for my Lord. 
and the willingness to follow him in all areas of my life, with every breath of every day, knowing his grace is sufficient when I mess up, and knowing he wants me to get back up and get back in the game. How about you? Do you want to be like Jesus? Do you long and feel compelled to have that same servant heart as our Lord? Because you were created, you were shaped, you were designed to serve God to his glory. He didn't simply create you to struggle through and enjoy this life. He created you for a purpose. He crafted you in a way that you are uniquely you, and no one else can be the you that you can be. I think Dr. Seuss said something like that, but it's theologically sound. (laughs) Think of Ephesians 2, and I know Pastor Curry will talk more about this next week, where he created us as his workmanship, his masterpiece. And he created us with the good works, with the purpose in mind that he had prepared in advance for us to do already. As a child of God, If you profess him as Lord, you're part of his family. And you're likely familiar with the imagery of the church of Christ being a body. As Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians, that each of us are one small and unique piece that together makes up the whole. And it's a potent and a profound image that Paul uses to express how we as the church are called to serve. We each have our individual purpose— And we each collectively have our joint purpose together. Called to serve in love and in unity. Each of us unique from the next. Just look around. No one here quite looks alike. There are no twins here, right? Nope. (laughs) When we think of what it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 31, Some takeaways are that every member is a minister in Christ's body, meaning you are called by God to do the good work that he has prepared for you. Theologically, we believe in this thing called the priesthood of all believers, that not just pastors are called to the work of Christ, but all of us are called to that work. This is my particular role, but you have a particular role of equal importance. And we are all called to minister in Christ's body. And every minister, that is all of us, has a different function. And the ministry of every one of us is important. If you've ever felt like, I don't have a place or my gifts aren't good enough, God sees you and gave you those gifts so he believes they are good enough and that you are more than enough because it's him living in you that makes it so. And that every one of us belong to the others. What a gift that we don't operate in isolation that we have each other, to help each other out when one is weak, the other can be the strength. When one needs encouragement, the other steps in. You were shaped to serve Christ as part of his body. You have a vital part to play, and there's no one else that can fill that role. That is, it's not a nice add-on to our lives. It's an essential part of our new identity of our servant king, Jesus Christ. We live not for our own glory, but to bring God the glory. There is no task too dirty or too small for us to do, for 
if our Savior left heaven for a tomb, then nothing is beneath us. And unless you are hurt or you are needing to heal or you're burned out so you need a bit of rest, God has called you to actively serve him in your own unique way, including as a part of this body. And as we do that together, we're reminded again of Jesus' words. To have our attitude to be like his own. The one who came, not to be served, but to serve. As Paul wrote, have the same mindset of Christ Jesus, who took on the very nature of a servant. So what does it look like to have the same mindset of Christ to put on the character of Christ, to put our thoughts where Jesus' thoughts are. And we find serving him. It's not just going through the motions. It's approaching things with the heart of Jesus because we're living into our calling, trusting and believing that he saw you, he knew you, he crafted you and gave you his gifts, and he gives you his call to do what he planned in advance for you to do. So how do you sense you are being called to serve? To put on the same servant mindset. It's not if you are feeling called to serve, it's how are you feeling called to serve. Because what we come to find is that when we take on this purpose and live into this purpose of Christ, it's no longer a should, it becomes a joy because we are, are finding that we are indeed blessed to be a blessing. And as we bless others, we in turn are blessed again and the blessing cycle continues and the church of Jesus Christ moves forward and he is glorified and he is actively at work. Because just like this entire series has talked about, we're simply recalibrating more into the person God designed us to be. As we serve as Christ serves, that's this week's focus, God smiles upon us. That was our first purpose. For we are actively engaged in his family, our second purpose, as we are becoming more like Jesus. That was last week's purpose. That's our deepest desire. That's the call for us to live into. That's what we are created for. So may we follow the Spirit's prompting and move forward together on mission to the good of all of us, but ultimately to His glory. May it be so here in this place and in all our lives that God be all glory, honor, and praise forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray. Oh God, how unfathomable your love for us. How unfathomable that you chose a role of service. None of us want to enter customer service, God. And you went straight to the bottom of the list and you said, sign me up because that is who you are. We give you thanks, God that you are willing to go where no one else will go, that you are willing to do what no one else could do, and that you did it because of your love. May our hearts beat with the same rhythm as your heart, God. 
May we be more like you. May you work in us through the power of your spirit to resemble you in a more profound way, God. Compel us and transform us as only you can, Lord. And we thank you for the grace on the journey. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.